Welcome to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. We bring a Lutheran point of view to conversations on the art of leading as a follower of Jesus, through valleys, over peaks, and on the waves, following His lead in the great Northwest. It was a lovely late September Saturday morning in the Spokane suburbs, and the next-door neighbor fired up the lawnmower in the middle of the recording. But the interview was so amazing, I kept the microphone on, and I finished up with Mike and Tambea's incredible story. Hi, this is Dust Kunkel with the Now Leading Podcast, and this is another interview from the field where I sit down with leaders and dig into their stories of connection with their communities. You're going to love this one. I hope you can imagine yourself sitting there at the table with me on a warm Saturday, there at the end of this September, with a lawnmower background sound and all, and listen to Mike and Tabea tell us how Cross My Art started with a single prayer, and it grew into a ministry that truly bridges into their community, and it meets very special community need. Check it out. All right, this is Dust Kunkel, and I am sitting at the living room table of Tabea Pesky, and um, I have Pastor Mike Von Baron with me here, and we're in, is this considered Spokane Valley, or where are we? Spokane Valley. Okay. Technically. <laughs> and um, this is a Now Leading Podcast, and uh, the Now Leading Podcast is focused on um, just listening to leaders across the Northwest and uh, who are fascinated with the living Jesus and his influence on our leadership rhythms. And so we got a couple of leaders here from Spokane, and um, I love this story. I've been waiting a while to sit down with you two. And so, um, but before we go any further, why don't you introduce yourselves and um, and just uh, maybe say a little bit about Cross My Art, and we'll get rolling. My name's Mike Von Baron. I'm from Holy Cross Lutheran Church here in Spokane. I've been there since 2005 as pastor, and this is one of our main outreaches to the community. We consider it an opportunity to create a community of Christ through the arts. It's for the community and of the community, so it's not just our leaders leading it. It is uh, Christian leaders from the community yeah. who, are, who are brought into it and helping create a community for Christ uh, in a non-threatening way for cool. those who don't know him. So cool. And Tabea, tell us what your title is what, and what your role is, and give us a kind of a thumbnail sketch of what Cross My Art has looked like over the last year. My title with Cross My Art is um, Cross My Art Coordinator. Yeah. So I do a lot of behind the scenes work of finding our instructors, um, organizing the classes, finding the dates, um, advertising. Um, if you see the posts on Facebook, I do all those. And um, yeah. so all the organizing work um, for kind of background. Awesome. And uh, what, is cross, what is Cross My Art anyway? Um, Cross My Art is an affordable outreach of art classes to our community and just a way to share God's word. Um, and we offer a lot of different types of classes um, and a lot of range for ki kids to adults um, and the you know and different types of people as well. So we've had homeschool groups, we've had um, clay classes for kids, cool. we've had. Um, painting classes and glass classes are a really big one um, that we get a lot of participants for. So just a lot of variety for ages and for classes. That's great. And, and we're going to be doing two segments of this because there's so many neat stories to share. So in the second segment, we're going to hear a little more about that homeschool story. Um, but just to give people an idea of you know, kind of how many participants you have, look like in the last year, how many people are we talking about participating? This past year, we've had around 140 to 150. Uh -huh. 
That's um, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We hope to reach more in the future. That's you know our goals and yeah. outreach. Um, but we're we're happy with our numbers for the year. Cool. So let's back up now. We've kind of introduced what Cross My Art is all about, and and I want to go back to you, Pastor Mike. Take us back to the very beginning of this whole thing and how this started. Yeah, it all started with a, a Lenten drama. But I guess I could go back a little further than that. As I stepped into the role of lead pastor at Holy Cross, it was an opportunity to pray about what's what's our unique way of engaging the community yeah. and connecting with the community outside of worship, outside of other things. Um, there was a large movement within our church at the time when I arrived there mm-hmm. in 2005 that thought what we need to do is build a gym right. because um, every church needs a gym. And because there was a church down the road, about two miles away, that had something called Upwards Basketball, which was a Christian basketball league mm-hmm. that a lot of people in the community were involved in. And they put a, a devotion right at halftime. Right. And there were a lot of kids involved. And they thought, if we build a gym, we'll do Upwards Basketball, and we, yeah. we will reach the community. Yeah, like those guys down the street. Like down the street. Yeah. They're doing it. We'll mm-hmm. do it, too. And, um, and so it was just a time for me to really pray and discern what what is our, what is God calling us to do in the community? Right. How can we be a blessing to this community? And and Lord, do you want us to do the same thing that other churches are already doing? Or is there something unique? I that love we can that. Offer? That second question you brought up. Uh, in for, well, first of all, you started this with prayer. You were just praying about. You were just asking God, Lord, help me out to understand to be discerning. That's yeah. a great word. And then the question, the second one was, how can we be a blessing here? in this community. Yeah, and you know, some of the ways that we naturally think to be a blessing, and, and we should, is how do you care for the poor? How do you care for the homeless? But we weren't in this area of town that was that had a lot of homeless. Yeah, um, It didn't make sense to do a soup kitchen. Um, so what is that blessing mm-hmm. in, in our area, which is you know fairly suburban and yeah. uh, middle class, and how do you connect with those kind of families that are running back and forth doing sports and activities? And yeah. How do you connect with them? So, as I told you, we were practicing for a Lenten drama. We had a family move and join our congregation who came up from California. And as we practiced this Lenten drama, this gentleman and his son, afterwards, he said, you know, we really enjoyed this. Yeah. And, you know, Pastor, my kids tend to enjoy art stuff. We're kind of an art family. But since we moved up here, there are sports leagues everywhere for them to join. But I can't find anything art related. Do you know of any good art programs in town I can connect my huh. kids with? I said, you know, Rick, I, that's a great question. I have no idea, but maybe we should think about that. And uh, would you pray about it with me? Mm-hmm. And so about a week later, that question would not let go. And so I called him back. I said, you know, Rick, I think what we talked about a week ago, I think we really need to pray about. Maybe this is a unique opportunity to offer something to the community that's not there. Yeah. And so that's where the conversation started. Mm-hmm. So f- from there... There were a lot of questions. Yeah. Because how do you start something like this? That you've never done before. We've never done it before. Does God want us to do this? We don't really have the facility for it. And so we pulled together some folks in the church who were people who might have an interest Mm -hmm. in the arts. Just to think about, pray about, talk about three questions. One, does our community really need this? I mean, we think it does just because one person said maybe they do. Yeah. But do we really? Yeah. Um, second, has God uniquely gifted Holy Cross mm. to do this? 
it's that matching thing. Do we match up? Do we match with up this? with yeah. that need? Yeah. Um, and the third thing, and this was a huge question for us, was can we really bring Jesus to people through this medium? Right. Because <laughs> that was the, the goal behind it. And if yep. we can't, should we really be doing it? Mm. And so uh, when we asked that question, we found that when we started kind of putting the information out to the congregation, we had more artists in the congregation than we ever realized who had graduated with a degree in arts or they were teaching art or we had an artist who was uh, teaching art for educators at Whitworth University yeah. in town. And he, he was he and his family were so excited to be a part of this, right. do something unique and involved where his heart and passion lied. Mm -hmm. And so what one of the things we had him do was, okay, we said, Jim, can you create for us three different art lessons? We're going to get together, just these leaders who are interested. Yeah. We're going to get together on a particular Wednesday night and you create three art lessons and we'll get together and we'll do the art with you. You mm -hmm. teach it to us, we'll do it. And as we're doing it, we'll all try to think of how can we teach a Christ-centered faith lesson yeah. with this? Okay. And we keep these faith lessons short because we want this to be an introduction for people who don't know Jesus right. and non-threatening way for people to learn about Jesus. So yeah. a 10-minute faith lesson in the midst of a two-hour art, art, art lesson. You're really talking about uh, it's like a bridge uh, in a community and, and you don't you build bridges on relationships. On relationships. That's how you start. Yeah. And so we did this and got together and we just did this art and and we were all scratching our heads wondering, oh my goodness, how can I connect this to Jesus? <laughs> Maybe this isn't what we're supposed to be doing. It's like, oh, and then we just prayed about it. Was good. But, <laughs> but, but after that, after that initial uh, hiccup, yeah. it just started to flow. Uh -huh. People came up with ideas a week later and were emailing them to me and saying, oh, here's the connection and here's how we teach that. And um, and the neat thing about it is when you're doing art, you're, you're relational. You're sitting, like you yes. said, you're sitting across the table from somebody for two hours working on a project mm -hmm. and you're putting your own self, your personality, your expression yeah. into this project you're making at the same time as somebody gives you something to think about and talk about that relates to Jesus. Yeah. You can have those conversations across the table right. while you're doing it. Um, something that's not afforded in playing basketball <laughs> even right. though basketball is great it builds relationships but you can't have those relationships while yeah. you're playing uh, it, art you can you can be having those conversations and you take this little piece home you put it on the shelf and it reminds you of that conversation yeah. of that faith lesson for years to come well mike you and i were in tobeo we're talking be right before this about how the church uh, used to be known in centuries past for for being the source of the creation of beauty and being caught up in the arts and being caught up in beauty and how some, a lot of that has been lost. And so I'm hearing you describe the, just a process where it, you open it up and all of a sudden you found out there were all these people that were, that really loved beauty and loved the visual arts. And this was a pathway for them to participate in, in connecting with their community. And a pathway for them to put their faith into action. Yeah in ways right. they never thought of before. Right. The church had always been about, if I'm in a volunteer church, then I'm going to be helping in the kitchen yeah. do a potluck, or I'm going to be teaching Sunday school. Right. But to say that, wow, I can use my passion for mm. clay and kilns and bring Jesus into yeah. that was something, something new and exciting for a lot of folks. And yeah. it's another reason that as we did this, we realized that this, this is beyond Holy Cross. It's for the community. And so we wanted to be of the mm -hmm. community that, those we have invite in to teach would not just be Holy Cross people, but anybody in the community we find who loves Jesus and loves art yep. and wants to put the two of those together can teach in our, in our art classes. And yeah. 
Uh, we helped put a Christ-centered faith lesson with that. That So this wasn't without some bumps on the way. Oh, right? yeah. As I told you, yeah. there was a, a strong push when I came to Holy Cross to build a gym. Mm -hmm. And that was still there even as this prayerful art idea was developing and the idea of, of reclaiming the arts for Spokane, uh, for Christ in Spokane. And, yeah. Um, and so what do you do about that? How do you... Mm -hmm. How do you navigate that and decide on that as a congregation? The congregation was ready to build a gym, but could we build an art center instead? And um, So I, I know Tobea remembered a little bit of that too from, from your days in college even. Yeah, even hearing about it. I mean, because I was away at college at the time. Yeah. Um, and just hearing about, you know, the, the difference of opinions. And um, I think it was really important to just, you know, follow what God wanted um, and to serve the people of our community right. and gyms are, aren't bad by any means, but we, um, there were already gyms. So people yeah. are being served that way. So, you know, I think Holy Cross wanted to make an opening for other people. Right. So, but in the process and, and it's important for us to be transparent about this in the process, mm -hmm. I, I heard you two describe that there were some people that even close friends that ended up leaving Holy Cross because it was it wasn't a gym. You weren't building yeah. a gym, right? Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. was definitely strong opinions um, yeah. both ways, but uh definitely strong opinions of you know how it should be mm -hmm. and how we should outreach, but I think in those situations it's really important to listen to God in that and yeah. not yourself. So one of the cool stories I, I loved hearing from you two, and I want the listeners to hear, was how your mom got involved in this. Because to me, it was your mom who was originally connected to you, Mike, in this whole thing. Yeah, she was, she was leading yeah. our evangelism committee. We had an Abton-style governance. So she was the elected evangelism person, and mm -hmm. she would listen to my crazy ideas about what evangelism could be. And yeah. But it's kind of restrictive, and she was feeling... Um, kind of at a dead end when you're elected to be the evangelism chair. A lot of people think that means you do it for the congregation. And, right. So and how is that going? going well. Have you reached out to this, this yeah. month? Yeah. <laughs> Where's your report? <laughs> and so, yeah, give me your report of how many people we reached. So she was really kind of burning out on that mm. at the end. And, and so when this was developing and I was praying about this regularly, just asking, Lord, is this where you're leading us? And if so, uh, continue to show the way. I just called her and said, um, I've got a, an opportunity for reaching out to the community. It might be a unique avenue for us. Here's who's all involved. If you're interested in being involved, it needs a prayerful leader. Yeah. You're a woman of vision and of prayer. And would you partner in praying about mm. this and seeing what God does with it over the next few years? And this would have to be a long-term commitment. This isn't an election. Yeah. It's not an office in the congregation. It's just, yeah. would you commit to helping lead this for the next three to five years and see where it goes? And, and she, she really found some confirmation from the Lord on that too, that this mm. was something that she was passionate about, that the Lord was calling her to help um, reclaim Spokane, yeah. reclaim the arts in Spokane for Christ. She went to a, a, another worship gathering. Yeah, she did. She went to, it was with a friend, went to yeah. church with a friend who was more uh, kind of charismatic. And, and at this gathering, there were people waving flags and dancing during the worship time and afterwards she's not used to that in worship so she asked her friend so what was that all about and her friend said oh well we are uh, reclaiming the arts for christ in spokane which is where that phrase keeps coming from and yeah and for margie that was really um 
a voice from God for yeah. her, confirming for her that, yeah, this is what the Lord is calling, not just that church to do, but the Lord's calling us to do that right. too. And to really put him back into the arts in this unique way by yeah. talking about Jesus, talking about art at the same time for the community. It's safe, it's not threatening. People can come mm -hmm. who would never come to church and they can sit there and do a fun art project and, and uh, hear about Jesus at the same time. So one of the cool things about this whole story is there, to me, there's some really important moments that had to happen as I listened to you. Um, there, there was someone who was praying, just praying about it. Um, and you weren't just praying about anything, you were praying about your community mm -hmm. and how, how Jesus might call you as a group, as a congregation to connect with your community. And then at some point, you got someone else praying with you. Yeah. So it wasn't just you praying, it was you and Margie and on the blank, all these other people will be these other leaders, inviting them into that prayerful life, yeah. and walk, and for the Lord to set a vision for yeah. that future. And little did Tabea know that while she was away at college, her mom was involved in this, and you were you were hearing about this, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, hearing a lot of details and about it. You didn't, my guess is you didn't know. None of us knows what the future brings, but that you would be brought into the role that you're in now. Yeah. So describe that a little bit. How you got into doing this? Well, I remember thinking when I first started hearing about it is, oh, this is such an awesome program. Mm -hmm. I wish I could do something for it. But, yeah. you know, I was away and moving around and um, never, ever, ever thought I'd move back to the Spokane area. Yeah. And life happened and changed. And um, here we are. And um, Pastor Mike reached out and was like, would you like to teach some classes? And I'm thinking, <laughs> uh, I'm only a self-taught artist, so I don't really feel comfortable with that. But I think I could definitely help in other ways. Yeah. Um, and use my teacher skills and organizational skills to serve that way. So, yeah, it's cool. kind of interesting how it came because I've, I've only been with Cross My Out for a year. Yeah. And so to come on this side of it and to help it grow. Cool. So we're going to come to a close on this segment in just a moment. Um, give us a picture of some of the different, just some of the different classes and things that people can sign up for. And then uh, for people that are listening, tell us if they've got more questions about this. Uh, how to get in touch with you. And then we got a question from Pastor Mike. So we have a lot of different classes this year. We have a lot of um, glass classes, so working mm -hmm. with fused glass. We also have some stained glass classes as well. Uh -huh. And then we have um, a new one, alcohol inks, so using rubbing alcohol with paints. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep, it's a new class this year, <laughs> and we're really excited about it. We have some watercolor classes coming up with a guest um, teacher coming from the other side of the state. So we're very excited about that as well. Really? Yep. Pastor Mike is teaching a couple kid classes of working with sculpt sculpting things using mm -hmm. everyday items from your household. So we're excited about those ones as well. Um, and the best way to get a hold of us is probably through Facebook. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the, the way of the world now. Yep. Um, so searching Cross My Art Fine Art Center and you can message us. Our classes are on there. We can yeah. send you a brochure if you would like. Yeah. Um, but Facebook is probably the main way that word gets out nowadays. And you'd be the one that people would be connecting with if they if they hit you up on Facebook. You'd be able to answer other questions they have. Yep. It cool. would be me. Yeah. Right on. Uh, so, Pastor Mike, we always close with a little question at the end of each segment on this podcast. What's a question that our listeners could be just kind of chewing on? I think it's that same prayerful question that this all rose out of, and that is, how, how, Lord, are you going to use us to uniquely bless our community? Mm. And, and when we're asking God that question and, and truly listening and waiting, there's a lot of patience involved, yeah. years involved, waiting for that answer. 
Yep. And for him to show us that way and not expecting it's going to look like any other church yep. or the way anybody else has done it. It's right. not a programmed answer. It's, it's God's plan. Not the, not the church down the road that's already running a basketball program, but right. Lord, what do you have for us? For us. Yeah, that's a great question, and I, I hope you take that to heart, dear listener. Um, it's dangerous, though, when you start to pray, as mm-hmm. these two sitting here can attest to. Dangerous in a really good way. Um, this is the end of this this particular segment. We've, we're going to have a second one that tells some of the stories of the impact and influence of Cross My Heart. So that will be coming uh, second here. Um, thanks again for listening, and remember that question. We invite you to pray about it. You just listened to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. Leadership conversations from a Lutheran point of view for Christian leaders of all kinds. Take a moment after this podcast, and with everything you've just heard in mind, consider at least one action you will take. Then go and make it happen.